Hello there, and welcome to Better Advertising with Better AMS. I am your host, Justin Knuckles. My guest today is Brenton Batterdine, the Digital Advertising Manager at PMP Imports, or as Amazon shoppers may know, Go Sports, among several other brands. Great chat with the fellow marketer and advertiser, and someone actually combing through keyword research, building campaigns out strategically, and launching new ASINs at an aggressive pace. We get a look at Commerce IQ, the partner for Brenton's team, and how it helps them with measuring market share across their catalog, tracking keywords, and optimizing their bids and budgets. Without further delay, let's jump on into it. Well, welcome in everyone today. I have our guest, Brenton Batterdine, Digital Advertising Manager over at PMP Imports. Welcome in. Thank you. Hi, happy to have you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, giving us the end of your week after a long Black Friday, Cyber Monday week. I know it's been exhausting for for all of us advertisers, so thanks for giving me your, your Friday. Yeah, we survived Turkey, uh, the Turkey Five, uh, you know, as we as e-commerce digital advertiser managers, we definitely had that on our radar as a big sales block that we definitely wanted to maximize, you know, our all of our ad spend and profits, everything, you know, as everyone knows, you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday are really big days. So, you know, we just had to, you know, pay it, micromanage that to the fullest extent every hour, even signing on and off, you know, off hours, making sure everything was running correctly. So we survived. And uh, from all accounts and all numbers com- coming in, you know, it did seem to perform pretty well. Uh, we did, you know, pass, uh, let's just say, our uh, forecast. So, we, you know, which is always promising. So we did have an overall a cost of 6%. So through that tricky five, so it was very, you know, really good uh, for us. Uh, was that 6%? Is that above or below what you guys typically run at? I'm just curious if, you know, you, you allocated a bit aggressive. Yeah, our target ACOS is 7%. Um, so anything, you know, under that is obviously a win for us. Um, coming at the around numbers of the exact numbers was uh, 5.84 ACOS with um like a 35k ad spend with um 588k in sales so we had a dollar cpc which was a 19 cent drop off from what we saw from prime day two uh we averaged i think it was like a dollar 19 cpc on prime day two but for the turkey five we actually were able to seem things were a little bit cheaper let's just put it that way for the turkey five i don't know if we saw that across the board, but for us, you know, we even, you know, saved a little bit on the CPC side too, as well. So that is very intriguing. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit about your brands and your products here. Um, you know, you're coming from PMP Imports. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your, your company and your brands? Yeah, absolutely. Um, PMP Imports, we're basically located in Southern California, um, in the city of Irvine. We have four brands, uh, three major brands are Go Sports which focuses on uh, athletics all across from softball, baseball, basketball, football. We have hitting nets, football nets, any kind of sports equipment through youth all the way up to, you could say, college level amateur. So that type of quality, Um, definitely not, you know, your standard, I guess, you know, stuff that you'll find maybe in a, a big five is pretty comparable. 
Um, we also like to think that our, you know, quality is too, you know, really good. Something that you'll find in Dick's and everything else like that. Um, we have another brand, which is Gopong, which basically focuses on beer pong tables. Um, basically, it's a it's a party fun type of brand um, that basically, you know, tailors to, you know, 18 to about, you know, 35, really about just, you know, good times and just having good fun. And then we also have one more, which is Go Floats, which we have tailored to basically every pool float that you can imagine. So unicorn, giraffe, uh, elephant, you know, dog, beagle, you know, we pretty much cover it. So that's pretty cool, too, as well. And then we also have our winter line, which is snow tubes, snow sleds. And then we have our Go Sports Outdoors, which is like basically shooting targets, you know, uh, main market is, you know, the Midwest, uh, where a lot of hunting, um, people like to do target practice. So yeah, that's basically our main four brands. Our biggest brand though is Go Sports. Um, we, you know, have, like I said, we have carry everything from hockey to lacrosse to, you know, softball. Even we do launch also playground accessories, you know, dodgeballs, tetherballs, you know, every, everything across the whole gamut of, you know, lawn games, outdoor games. Of course, we specialize in cornhole. That is our main thing. As everyone knows, Go Sports is biggest, you know, our seller is cornhole. That's that's our best thing. That's what we do. That's our like bread and butter. Let's just put that put it that way. So if you go on Amazon and type in, you know, Go Sports Cornhole, you'll 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 definitely see us pop up for sure. I remember when I was looking for some cornhole um setups for my house here in the backyard. And that was, I think your brand was like the first one I saw when I searched for it. So you guys are a maker of all fun products. I love that. Um, and listening to some of those products, I mean, it sounds like pretty much, or at least something that you sell is always in demand, but do you see some seasonality with pretty much all of those brands? Uh, yeah, definitely right now. So Lexus, for example, we are seeing an uptake in football, our football shelf, all of our categories to our football nets, our footballs, our um, training cones. And then so we're seeing that seasonality. Our main season, though, is spring and summer because we do focus in outdoor lawn games. You know, so anything that you do, you know, let's just say in the outside, let's just say giant dice games, anything like that, that is technically our busy season. But we do have another winter season, which is going on right now, which we focus on our snow tubes, our snow sleds, our uh, snow discs. So anything we're very seasonal. So we have certain campaigns that we turn off, turn on during spring and summer. We have directional seasonal campaigns, winter campaigns. We have football season campaigns where we only run type of like tailgate keywords. Let's just put it that way. So we have our selection of those. And then we also have our Christmas keywords, right? So anyone typing in boys gifts, 10 to 13, right? We focus on those. So yeah, it's very seasonal. Um, we do carry a lot of products. So it's very, you know, dissected as far as dates, beginning and ending on the, what this campaign is doing and where we can maybe prolong a you know, date. Let's just say if we have a long winter, we might extend those winter campaigns an extra two weeks. Okay. Yeah, that is, I mean, you're obviously in the weeds with PPC and advertising. Um, going back to your role here as digital advertising manager, um, what all are you overseeing at PMP Imports um, aside possibly from, from PPC? The forecasts, sales forecast, um, and actually the leveraging of P 
POs of how we, let's just say, if we have bring a new product on first initial order, 500 PO, if we sell it within a week or two weeks, I have to initiate the forecasts and then tell my superior, hey, let's place another PO. We only have this much week of cover. As you know, week of cover is a very, you know, popular term, I guess. So how soon are we going to sell out? And then from there, we work back forth through the forecast through our inventory overseas. And then we also just report it through our rice, well, through our higher up, let's just say that. And then from there, we look back on the forecast. Are we ahead of forecast? Are we behind forecast? Let's just say we are behind forecast. What do we need to do to catch up to our forecast? Do we need to look at the ads? Do we need to run discounts? Do we need to run coupons? Do we need to run deals? Do we need to target a competitor? How do, or is it our landing page, right? Are we, you know, is our listing fully optimized? Can we improve the main image? You know, anything like that is, is, is I'm working on in, you know, with the brand manager, the content manager, the digital advertising manager, and the fulfillment manager all in tandem so we can basically be highly optimized at all times. You're quarterbacking a lot of different roles and teams, it sounds like. Um, is, yeah. I read on your LinkedIn, you you have quite a bit of experience with SEO too. So are, you're, are you pretty involved with the SEO of the Amazon listings? Yeah, we are. It's we actually have a very transparent process of what we, you know, how we do it. I create, let's just say, the item content sheet in the very beginning. Basically, I start with all the keyword research. I go and start. Let's just say we have a new product launch. We then create, as you know, a Helium Ten. I'm sure you're very familiar with that. <laughs> we start and we look for organic, our topest organic ranking keywords from that ASIN. Then we filter it out through search volume and organic rank. And then we have our product launch strategy. So we have, we gather maybe, let's just say, for example, out of 100 keywords, right? So we have maybe 25 that we want to rank top three, four, maybe another 30 that we want to hit top 10, four, and another 30 that we want to rank page one, four. So from there, we dissect each keyword into a separate campaign. And then we leverage our software to where we have a, a share of voice strategy. So when that keyword eventually ranks top three, it will pause. And same for example, top 10, it'll pause. And when I see top three, I mean top three organic spots, not paid, right? So after the top four sponsored product ads, one, two, three after that. And then one, two, three, four, five, ten. 10. Now we research the organic ranking. Now let's just say, we really want to hit for a keyword that's organically ranking 76th, right? It's going to take a lot of money to get to top three. So we might not want to, you know, put that there. We might want to shoot for just page one, you know what I mean? And, and so on and so forth. And it all comes down to basically keyword relevance, search volume. And also we look at price point too, as well. Um, if we feel that, we don't want to run any type of keyword that has any connotation to maybe being, let's just say, less expensive or any type of like retail type of cost keyword, like cheapest snow tube. We probably tend to stay away from that because our snow tubes are not cheap. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, we kind of pay attention to that, too, as well as pri pricing is big. 
yeah, you can kind of expect what the conversion rate will be out of those uh, keywords. So exactly. question for you, when you consider organic rank and it's um, tied to PPC, what all, I mean, it sounds like you guys are measuring your organic rank before you really make a push to go push these new products on uh, certain keywords. Is that fair to say that you guys are seeing where you land and index first before you make those decisions on where to invest? We see when where we index where the competitor is indexing first. Our, we take okay. our closest competitor and then we look at them. So we check out their sales velocity, how many sales per month they are getting, where they're ranking at, and then we look for a plan to attack. And that's how we do it. Okay, great. And how often are you guys launching new products? Uh, well, we launched, let's just say about 30 just in this Q3. So we're launching oh, wow. usually about... 30 to 60 new products a year on average. Okay. So this, the, at the beginning of the year, we had, I think, 770 uh, ASINs. So now, right now, I think as it stands, we have like 853 ASINs. So I think we launched around 70 products this year. So we have kidding. a pretty feverish pace. Yeah, it it's really moves fast here. Um, our turnaround time from, let's just say, product idea to live on the marketplace three months you know what i mean so okay yeah that's pretty standard for what i've heard from other sellers as well it seems to be about the fastest you can get a good product to market um, without skipping steps yeah (laughs) yeah we have a lot of research that goes into that too as well so (laughs) yeah our main bosses basically that's what they're really good at are my main you know they're their main thing is how can we build a better mousetrap? You know what I mean? Or or what product can we develop that there is a market for, but there is no competitor for, if that makes sense. Looking for the blue ocean. Yeah. So, I mean, you've alluded to some of the software that you guys are using um, for analytics. What are you guys leaning on? Uh, We use commerce IQ. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with them and the insights you're able to pull from that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Commerce IQ, um, it's, I mean, obviously you've heard of the other, th- PackView, Sky, um, Perpetua. We've test, tested all of them. Um, I know you guys are partners with PackView. They're a great software too as well. We were going to go with them, but we felt like Commerce IQ was just a little bit what we needed a little bit more. Um, the biggest thing is it has unlimited keyword tracking. So we have, we're tracking, man, 15,000 keywords on each custom, uh, custom shelf. So, um, you know, PackView can't really, you know, provide that much. There is a limit. Um, but so the main insights about Commerce IQ that we have is the organic shelves that we can, you know, measure and read on each can, uh, keyword level basis. Um, let's just say for an example, if we're losing market share, right? I can go to each custom shelf that's built out. Are we losing market share in our baseball category or are we losing market share in our cornhole category? Are we losing market share in our softball? I can go out and literally click on each one and then it'll tell me like you're up 2%, you're up 3%, which competitor gained, which competitor did you lose, you know, certain market percentage. And it it gives you an each keyword level. So you can focus like on to say cornhole boards and look if we've gained any or if we lost any 
And then if we really want to grow that, we would actually focus and hit that keyword even harder. You know what I'm saying? To, you know, steal some of the market share back that maybe a competitor uh, took from us. Another thing is, is the budget optimizer is really efficient. Let's just say that um, we can break it down to every hour, every day, every, you know, we call it day parting, obviously, but it's a little bit, it's a little bit tighter, you know, than let's just say pack views day, day parting. So it keeps a little bit closer eye on things a little bit better. Uh, one thing that we have is our business overviews and it gives a lot of recommendations over just, as you know, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of management changes that we need to make on a daily basis. So what it does is it'll give you an overlying, it'll give you, let's just say 400 recommendations that you can just look at and either approve or not approve decreasing bids, increasing bids, all of that stuff. And, And one of the greatest things about it is actually your strategies that you can actually build out to create, you know, we have, let's just say, you know, a, can, a strategy for ACOS, a strategy for impressions, and, you know, and strategy for, you know, organic share of voice. We have strategies for, you know, pause non-performing keywords, reward non-performing keywords, all of that stuff, you know, bid ceilings, uh, incre- you know, target ACOS, all, all of that to make sure that you're hitting your target ACOS. We also have a big thing that you can do is, you can create different share of voice strategies of what I described earlier too, as well, either on the paid share of voice or organic share of voice side, which is really big so that you're not uh, cannibalizing your, you know, keywords, which is, I guess a big thing, you know what I mean? When some people are, that's their greatest fear, right? They don't want to like double spend or how can you segment different keywords on, cornhole board and then cornhole board with cover, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of, you know, nuances that go on with all the different thousands and thousands of keywords that you upload into your AMS. The Commerce IQ has a way of just funneling it out and making sure it's um, targeting your target ACoS, but then maximizing the ROAS at the same time. So that that's basically, you know, the, greatest thing it is a little bit you know more expensive i will say that uh but you know you can do supply chains you can create your sales forecasts it gives you shortages um you know you can do you know market insights they have price wars content scoreboards um they have category leaderboards basically who shows you which category is leading per shelf that you give customized. So like you can see, are we leading in golf? Are we leading in baseball? Are we leading in pickleball, golf putting mats? You can literally break down each shelf one by one and then look at it and then look at the brand that's maybe competing against you. And also it can give you an ASIN to target and recommend to where where to go after to gain some of that market share too as well. So it's just a really overall just robust, you know, program. I would highly recommend it. Like I said, it is expensive. Um, Some people, you know, call it the Rolls Royce of software. You know, I've heard (laughs) some people say that, but I don't know if that's true or not. You know, it's a little bit, you know, but it's definitely, 
you know, Pepsi, Campbell's soup, you know, all the, you know, the big brands, you know, are the ones that usually tend to use it. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. If you didn't have the tool, how much harder would your job be? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, it would be impossible. (laughs) It would be literally impossible when, um, I, uh, had this, let's just say in the, when I first started the company in this company, there were maybe about 105 campaigns or something. This was no software. So even that was just a bear. So now that we have the software, there's about mm, 460 campaigns going. So yeah, without the software, it would be impossible. You would, you probably would need maybe five people to just manage all of the keywords, the CPC, the ROAS, the strategies, the weeks of cover, the recommendations, where to, you know, to be the most efficient, where to, you know, maximize your budget, all all of that stuff. So where to, you know, improve your organic share of voice, you know, how to, you know, it, it basically gives you a one touch on how to, you know, monetize high conversion keywords, you know, decrease your high A cost keywords, you know, how to, you know, keyword harvest through your automatic campaigns. It does that for you. So, you know, it's really, it's really powerful. So I, I think it's fair to say you probably spend most of your time in there rather than ad console. Yeah, we, they, they tend to, you, you would like to actually have a, you know, paper trail within commerce IQ to see any budget changes, any budget spikes, anything that way you can go back and check and then talk to them or say, Hey, why did the software do this? Or is the strategy working right? You know, basically, cause if you make changes in AMS, yeah, there is technically a record, but there's no source of truth on it. It's just like, well, that's what you did. You know what I mean? So <laughs> with this a software, it really helps as far as like the uh, communication goes as well. So one thing too, is that you do get a actual tech where you can talk to on a, you know, face to face too as well. So just in case you have any issues, you know, really efficient. So. But all all software platforms have that. Sure. Are you guys selling on any other marketplaces through Commerce IQ, or is that not something you're leveraging with the tool? No, just uh, Amazon uh, only. Um, that's it. Just through our, all three of our brands. So not in Canada or nothing. It's only American. So we're only using okay. our USA accounts through Commerce IQ. So as you know, awesome. as you are aware, for each you know, let's just say marketplace, international Canada, you know, it's additional. Let's say if we wanted to open up UK commerce, IQ, there'd be a UK cost, right? You know, all of that stuff. So. Sure. Um, well, awesome. Let's pivot here over to some of the creative ad types. I know this is one of the things you really specialize in is sponsor brand video, creative assets. Yeah. Um, how have you guys been leveraging these things, um, optimizing for these um, as it's such a big part of your guys' advertising strategy? Yeah. So as you know, a lot of focus or the a new, you know, KPI is, you know, new to brand customers is one great way to do that is, you know, through sponsor brands, of course. So we basically decided to make a push for SBV on, let's say, around March of this year. And as you know, generally speaking, everyone knows that videos tend to perform better, right? They get a higher conversion rate um, over maybe just a sponsored product ad. So what we did is we started to develop 
I guess the concept of, you know, special um, sponsor brand videos and how would we would like to expand, you know, our ad spend. Um, we started right away with a good rule of thumb. It was like, how do I pick the first ASIN that I want to create my first sponsored brand video? You know, it's a pretty easy answer, right? You just probably want to go with your top seller or, or top five sellers. We have a very large catalog. So we chose our top 25 ASINs to start with. So from there, we created, luckily we have a media team through my direction and the video person. I created a list of where we want to focus. And through there, I gave them a specific specs of, you know, performing videos. Basically, the, we have a template now we have 15 to 25 second max of sponsor brand video. It probably shouldn't be any longer than 25 seconds. I'm thinking 15 to 20 seconds is the best. All of our videos have zero sound. So there's no sound. There's no music. We have text with very short sentence, sentences with a dynamic action just fading in and out. Uh, we only highlight features, functions, and benefits in the video. Similar to, you know, what is it? It's an all sports blocking pad. It is a swimming, multi-use swim board. You know, we use very concise sentences. And then from there, we um, give it to my video guy. He spits it back into me. And then I upload it into the finder. So once we have that approved, we have the um, all the videos going. Now, the how do you disperse it between competitor targeting, keyword targeting, and also um, category targeting? Now, that is one big thing that we did a lot of research on. Um, we've had more success com targeting competitors then let's just say non-branded keywords. And then from there, we continue to put more money into like, let's just say competitor targeting, competitor targeting, whatever is performing best. So we have a general rule of thumb for our brands and our sponsor brand videos. We want to generally, let's just say, allocate 15 to 25% of our budget for sponsored brand videos. So okay. let's just say if we have a monthly budget of 150K, we would want to spend 40, around 40,000 on sponsored brand videos. So I know that seems a little high, but, uh, you know, but let's just, let's just think 10 to 25% of your budget, whatever it is. So, and you disperse that through your keyword targeting, your competitor ASIN targeting, and your category targeting. You can go branded targeting, which is fine. Um, but we are seeing the best results with actually targeting competitors. That's just us now. I you know, some people may get, you know, see different, better results from, you know, basic keyword targeting. But from there, we can talk numbers. You know, we, from March through October 26th, We've um, generated and we had an ad spend of around 150K 
and we generated 2.7 million in sales. So, which was an A cost of uh, 5.68%. And we had 23,000 new to brand orders. So, what is that? You know, basically, it was a huge win, right? So, we've basically touched 23,000 people that we normally would have not have met through the sponsored brand videos. So we're finding it as a way of conversion over, let's just say ACOS is what we're trying to lean for. And then through our higher conversions, the ACOS will come. You know what I mean? So we have over 130 sponsored brand videos running right now. Some of them are dispersed differently. Let's just say we might have 22 sponsored brand competitor ASIN targeting campaigns, but we might have 50 competitor category targeting campaigns, and we might have 55 or 60 sponsored non-branded video campaigns. So there's no real like let's just say equal disbursement. It's just all just testing and figuring out what works over the long run. I will say when setting up an initial sponsored brand video campaign, you would want to have all three. You would want to do some research on certain competitors to target. You also want to target the category. And then you also want to do your keyword non-branded campaign as well. So you, you would need all three. Now that seems maybe like 30 bucks a day, you can go 10, 10 and 10. Or, you know, I wouldn't particularly, I would start very slow, especially when it's your first sponsored brand video campaign, let's just say in the history of the company, um, especially when it comes to maybe proposing it to a, a higher up. Um, mm-hmm. It's best to start slow, without a doubt. If you can expand maybe 75, your top 75 ASINs to have all sponsor brand videos. Now I know that's a lot of, you know, media and maybe a lot of outsourcing if you don't have a media team, but eventually maybe that's the goal that you would try to maybe work for maybe in a year or two. You know what I mean? Um, I would definitely stick with your top bread and butter ASINs though. And then also, look for any type of advantage when it comes to targeting another competitor. That would be my main, you know, thing to, to go for. I, I appreciate you laying out some recommendations for, for video um, assets for first time users. I have many clients that ask us like, Hey, what should the video look like? What's the best format? Um, is that based on a lot of your guys' learning and data you've seen in terms of like the length to have it, the the copy, no music? Is that just based on some of the data you've seen? Uh, yeah, that's it comes from a, a lot of, I guess, years of experience of running just video ads, either YouTube, Google Video, um, yeah. and also just... In generally speaking, just when you look at a video, right? How long do you have attention for? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't have more than 15 to 20 seconds. You know what I'm saying? So, and also too, we found that sometimes sound turns people off. Whether it could be a beautiful instrumental, some people could find it boring. Some people could, you know, I don't like that song and it just, you know, they don't like it or whatever. So it's 
tend to just have zero sound that that's we've, we've been getting the best results for that we've tried some with sound you know just like a little instrumental or whatever a little smooth soft mellow thing um but yeah it doesn't really you know perform as well we have also dabbled into sponsored brand videos running directly into the storefront i don't know if you're familiar with that too as well um it's good it's not a highest volume uh we've had some success with it as uh we definitely have i would say it's a little bit you're probably going to have a little bit higher acos because you're not the customer or consumer is not going directly adding to cart there is a little bit of searching and finding you know what i mean right. so when i go to the storefront how do i you know Oh, I got a, two more clicks to get to the item that I initially saw. So it may, you know, it's a little bit less efficient, let's just say, as maybe a sponsored brand, you know, video just with the directly leading into the product landing page. But, you know, it, we wanted to try it. You know, we have an A cost of 6.66% um, on the storefront. So it, it, you know, it works. You know what I mean? Um, we've generated, since I think we started it September 20th and then we generated uh, 118 orders from it. Uh, we put a grand of ad spend behind it. So it was um, generally it was 8.02 ACOS, which is 1% over our target ACOS. So, which isn't bad, you know what I mean? So, but you know, it isn't, let's just say, um, a higher volume of, of sales, let's just say as far as maybe a category targeting or, or keyword targeting. But, you know, we, tr we definitely, I, I'm one to always try experiments and new things. And, you know, especially any new product that AMS comes out with, just try it, especially with a sponsored display video or even, you know, dabbling in that too as well. So that was actually my very next question is, have you guys played around with the sponsored display video yet? Uh, yes, we have, we've had, I've chose two main ask our, I chose our billiards table and our cornhole, uh, table to run sponsored display. Um, we created <clears throat> the campaigns October 28th. So it's only been, let's see, a little bit over a month. Um, the ACOS is 11.29%. So it's about 4% over or no, yeah, 4% over. We've only, we've only put uh, $400 of ad spend towards it. So we've had really small budget, you know, let's just say it's literally the first sponsored display video campaigns in the history of our company. So we're not going to, you know, put a crazy $5,000 <laughs> budget on it first, first day. Let's just put it that way. But it is starting to scale. We've generated, you know, 39 orders. Uh, ROAS is like at 9, 8.86. 8 we like to generally have our ROAS above 15. So, you know, it's a little bit of, you know, work. I will say this, though, guys, when I have a little tip for everyone out there. When we farm our, we, what we chose to do is farm our sponsored brand video asset over to our sponsored display, you know, video. The only little quirk when uploading the same exact video, as I mentioned before, our videos have no audio. So with sponsored display, make sure when you're converting and if your 
ads don't have any, or if you're assets do not have any sound, make sure your video person puts a little disclaimer or a text that says no audio in the video. Otherwise it'll get kicked back. Let's just say kicked back, not approved. So even though it'll prove it's a little funny, you they'll approve the same exact video for SPV, but deny it on SDV because it didn't say no audio in the video. So you have to let, if your video has no audio, you have to let the user know that there's no audio in a text. And you can put it really small, left-hand corner. You can kind of ghost it out. So, you know, it doesn't, you know, become a distraction. But yeah, just one little tip on that too as well. So does that need to stay on the video asset for the entire duration? The entire time, yes. The entire time, Okay. yes. So um, if you have it, just we put it in the bottom left corner. So, you know. And it just says no audio. And it just says no audio, literally. No okay. audio. Appreciate that advice. Um, and I'm sure you're pretty stoked to see sponsor brand video coming to the top of page one here pretty soon. Um, I'm sure you guys are very well poised to, to take care of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We uh, always jump on any kind of new product that AMS comes out with, you know what I mean? So we definitely take serious advantage of that. We feel it's one of the edges that we might have over a competitor. You know, and even if we hit something early, then, you know, we're the first ones, you know what I mean? So, and we have the most data, right? If you're the first one, you have the most data. <laughs> That's true. And when you are recommending sponsor brand video to someone who's maybe never tried it, maybe they don't have the full media team you have, would you recommend the the new creative asset builder within Amazon that builds, you know, native Amazon video ads for someone that doesn't have, again, the full media team? Yeah, I definitely would for sure. Um, also to, you know, outsource, you know, Upwork, you know, is always a great little side thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. obviously look at the reviews, you know, look at their work, <laughs> obviously send, have them send their portfolio, you know what I mean? Or a couple examples, right. Of, you know, real life examples, but I would definitely use that. Um, if you, let's just say there is a little bit of turnaround time. So just always keep that in mind. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, I gave them, you're going to get a brand new video within four hours. You know what I mean? So just keep that in mind. But as long as you supply them all the assets, they're pretty good at, you know, delivering. Now, as far as, the little quirks about what you want to say, copy content, you know, obviously you have to provide them with that. I I wouldn't recommend you saying you, you know, you generate the copy, you know what I mean? I I, I wouldn't recommend that for sure. You know, you still have to be director. Yeah, exactly. So you still have to be the director. And as long as, you know, if you're, uh, let them know right away, if you have an experience, you know, with talking, it's weird, you know, letting, how do I get these ideas in my head out to someone else? You know what I mean? So it it does, there might be a little bit of back and forth. So just get used to that. No one's going to hit your, you know, the first proof, you know what I mean? So I would definitely use their services though. And then, but the second option, you know, obviously Upwork or, you know, any other kind of outsourced source. Sure. 
Um, and here's the last question for you, man. Um, I love to ask our guests, you know, being as intelligent as they are, um, what, you know, podcasts, um, you know, thought leaders in this industry, are you following, are you learning from, uh, you take ideas and tests from? Uh, yeah, one person in mind is actually your boss. Um, she's pretty, pretty good with, uh, you know, focusing on what's relevant. Um, definitely follow her. And then uh, we have one uh, gentleman that I follow is basically all of our commerce IQ. We have live, you know, basically podcasts and then how to, let's just say, leverage the software better, what new products are coming. Okay. So I definitely try to stay up in the software platforms, LinkedIn. You know what I mean? That's definitely any kind of new innovation. And then I also follow the, you know, Amazon AMS on LinkedIn for any type of new product rollouts, any new betas coming out. And then also I rely heavily on our um, Amazon advertising account person that I work with as well for any kind of, you know, insights that are, you know, coming down the pipeline, um, new products, like I said. So yeah, that's definitely one things that I follow. As far as persons though, I, I find Everyone wants, you know, it's, it's a little bit tricky on who to follow, you know, so, but definitely uh, Destiny for sure, without a doubt. Shout out Destiny. I'm sure she's going to love to hear that. I'm not saying that to Brown Nose or nothing. I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, no. <laughs> no, I love it. I love to share the knowledge, you know, sources we all take from, you know, we can all learn from the same, same places and take the same ideas. So thank you for sharing that. And thank you again so much for being yeah. here today. I appreciate the time. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Friday. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Um, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn too. Um, I'm, you know, Brendan Batterdine, PMP Imports, Go Sports, Go Go Pong, and Go Floats. And then uh, if you need any brand, you know, just go on Amazon, type in Go Sports. You'll you'll see us without a doubt. Yes, reach out to Brenton if you um, have questions on anything we talked about here or. Go to Amazon and search up their fun products if you need something for your backyard this spring and summer. Again, thank you so much for being here. Have a great one. Mm -hmm.